0: Welcome to another edition of From the Preacher Study. My name is Kevin Clark, and I, along with my brother and colleague here, Bob Hutto, who is the preacher at the Oak Mountain Church of Christ, uh, are in charge of this podcast, and we've been doing this now for a long time. Uh, we've enjoyed uh, putting this thing together and uh, spending time together. In fact, I think if I recall correctly, it kind of grew out of some things that we were doing during the intense period of COVID, and we enjoyed working together so much that we decided we wanted to pursue it further and our techies over here suggested to us a podcast. I don't think I knew what a podcast was. I'm not sure if Bob did. <laughs> but we now know and we're very thankful that we have this opportunity to work together in the vineyard of our Lord and to present some things from God's Word. Uh, as you know, if you've been with us, we have been uh, with Jesus' Sermon on the Mount and with some excellent teaching about the kind of people that we need to be. What kind of hearts do we need to have? How do we treat our brothers and sisters? How do we treat one another? How do we treat our uh, spouses? Uh, how do we control our minds, control our anger? Just all kinds of basic fundamental teaching uh, that is important for any citizen of God's kingdom. Right. Uh, we're so very thankful for our two deacons, uh, Jason Reed and Mark Townsend. Uh, we try to mention their names every podcast because they're just so fundamental, so important. To the work that we're doing here. Uh, Neither Bob nor I have the uh, (laughs) background or technical aptitude to pull this off by ourselves and so without them we would not be able to do this and so so very thankful to them and to their wives for what they're doing uh, and helping us. Have some opening remarks? Well
1: I I think they're the ones in charge of the podcast. Yeah well that's right. (laughs) I I think really they're the ones in charge. They really are. That's right. (laughs) We're just along for the ride. Yeah that's that's right. That's a good point. (laughs) I was thinking about the Sermon on the Mount as as, uh, teaching for citizens of the kingdom, right. Matthew four seventeen. Jesus right. from that time began to preach and say, repent for the kingdom is at hand. Right. Verse 23 of chapter four, Jesus was going throughout all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the, the kingdom, right. healing every kind of disease. And then in the Beatitudes, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom. Right. And so that, that's right. If, if we want to be good citizens in God's kingdom, this is the way we need to live, mm-hmm. uh, and this is what God intends for His, His kingdom to be made up of, people who embody and practice this teaching. Amen.
0: Well, uh, this particular podcast, we're going to be looking at Matthew chapter 5, verses 33 through 37, and as always, we want to begin by reading the text and let that drive our discussion uh, during our allotted time. So Matthew five thirty-three. again, you have heard that was said to those of old, you shall not swear falsely, but shall perform your oaths to the Lord. But I say to you, do not swear at all, neither by heaven, for it is God's throne, nor by the earth, for it is his footstool, nor by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. Nor shall you swear by your head, because you cannot make one hair white or black. But let your yes be yes, and your no, no, for whatever is more than these is from the evil one." Now, as we look at this passage one of the things i want us to remind ourselves is what we just said at the very outset that jesus is giving the characteristics of those who are in his kingdom and so we want to look at this passage as all these passages through that lens you know what is he saying what kind of person do we need to be to comply with his teaching it's interesting this same teaching or very similar teaching is found in james chapter 5 and verse 12. and so i thought we'd read that too at the same time as we talk about what is said in Matthew 5, 33, 37. In James five twelve, James says by inspiration, but above all my brethren, do not swear either by heaven or by earth or with any other oath, but let your yes be yes and your no, no, lest you fall into judgment. Almost verbatim to mm-hmm. the teaching at the end of the passages that we looked at in Matthew chapter 5, verses 33, 37. So, so what is the, the point of this? Well, the point is very clear that our word needs to mean something. And our word does not need to be adorned with all these other things to give our audience an assurance that we're telling the truth this time, or we really mean what we're saying. And uh, there are a lot of uh, I thought about illustrations of this sort of thing that some of us, I've done myself, and when you think about the implications, you go back to this summary statement, let your yes be yes and your no be no. How many times have you heard someone say, well, to tell you the truth, or honestly, or to be honest with you? Now, think about that for a second. It's like we're signposting. Okay, on this particular occasion, I'm telling you the truth. On this particular occasion, you can trust what I'm saying. Well, what's the implication about all the other times when you don't qualify your statement with that? Uh, Now I know we don't mean it that way, but it sort of is the implication of that. And and Jesus is saying, we don't need to invoke these things that we have no control over to somehow buttress or bolster what we're saying. No, when a Christian says something, it ought to mean something, whether he's giving a factual recitation of his understanding or whether he's telling somebody what his intentions are. Uh, we don't need to adorn it with all of this. Okay, I'm going to say this by the temple. I'm going to say this. And, of course, that was one of the problems that the Pharisees had. Uh, they were going into uh, making statements like, well, you know, if you swear by the, the temple, then it's okay if you don't perform that obligation. But if you swear by the gold in the temple, now that's serious. Well, that's silly. That's really silly. And, of course, and Jesus points that out and saying, no, wait a minute, it's the temple that consecrates the gold. And it's God Mm -hmm. who consecrates the temple. And so it's just, it had gotten to a a point of silliness that allowed people to get out from under Mm -hmm. their word. That's the point. Your word ought to mean something. What we've heard the saying, your word is your bond. What you say ought to be true. I think we said in this podcast of several months ago, we had a session or two that was devoted to lying and not lying. And we talked about Christians ought to be truth tellers. Uh, Ephesians chapter four has something to say about that. Let's turn over there very quickly. Ephesians, the fourth chapter. And let's begin with verse 25. Therefore, putting away lying, let each one of you speak truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. And so we know that we have an obligation as Christians, as God's children, to tell the truth. And if we tell the truth on a consistent Mm -hmm. basis, guess what happens? We become dependable and we become reliable. And people know that. And they know that when we say something, it means something. So this idea that we have to swear in order to give greater credence to what we're saying, Jesus is saying that is not necessary at all. Now, let's talk about a few things that obviously, there are other applications. Uh, we come across situations where we're asked to, to swear. It may be in court. It may be as a part of some kind of proceeding. It may be part of some kind of ceremony or something of that nature. And uh, a lot of Christians would interpret this as prohibiting that. And, and certainly that is an interpretation uh, that can be had from these uh, passages. But uh, there are other people that have brought out some interesting points, and that is that, that Paul uh, makes some statements that you could interpret uh, as uh, making some kind of a vow. Uh, For example, if you look over at Acts chapter 18 and verse 18, uh, it says the following. So Paul still remained a good while. Then he took leave of the brethren and sailed for Syria, and Priscilla and Aquila were with him. He had his hair cut off at Sincrea, for he had taken a vow. And so it very clearly says that Paul on that occasion took a vow. If you look over in Galatians chapter 1 and uh, look at um, verse 20, he says, Now concerning the things... Which I write to you, indeed, before God, I do not lie. Now, some have interpreted that as being somewhat of a vow. Uh, I don't think that's the thing that Jesus is t- condemning here at all. Uh, what Jesus is really saying is, let your word be your bond. You don't need to qualify. You don't need to invoke these things. A lot of times in the Old Testament and even in the New Testament times, these the swearing was used to give some extra credibility to a promise of something you were going to do. I'm going to take this action and I'm going to swear by the temple. I'm going to swear by God. I'm going to swear by Jerusalem in order to give it further credence. Uh, We don't need to do that. And the other thing I would say this is I don't think that Jesus is saying that under the Old Testament, people took a lot of vows and and took a lot of oaths and did a lot of swearing. And under the New Testament, you don't do that because look at Deuteronomy chapter 21 and I'm sorry, chapter 23. And I want to look at verses 21 through 23. Deuteronomy chapter 23, verses 21 through 23. Let's look at that real quick. And then I'll be quiet and let my colleagues say a few things. (laughs) Um, Begin in verse 21. When you make a vow to the Lord your God, you shall not delay to pay it. For the Lord your God will surely require it of you, and it would be sin to you. Listen to verse 22. But if you abstain from vowing, it shall not be sin to you. That which is gone from your lips you shall keep and perform, for you voluntarily vow to the Lord your God what you have promised with your mouth. And the point I want to make there is, clearly, under the Old Testament, if you make a vow to the Lord, you better keep it, but I like the fact he says, but you don't have to make a vow. It's not necessary. You can abstain from making that vow. And so yeah, if we want to be very careful if you're making a vow that you keep the vow. But when you come back over here in Matthew chapter five, uh, we're told we don't need to swear. All we need to do is to let our speech be simple, plain, and straightforward. If I say I'm gonna do something, do it. And I don't have to invoke anything to bolster Mm -hmm. that. In fact, the funny thing about that, when we use these things, and Jesus is making these points, you don't have any control over heaven, Mm -hmm. it's God's throne. You don't have any control over earth, it's his footstool. You don't have any control over Jerusalem, it's the city of the great, these are not things. Why do you invoke these things as if somehow it bolsters your ability uh, to do what you're saying, or it gives greater credibility than what you have. You don't You don't have control of those things. Don't use those things. Just let your yes be yes, your nay be nay.
1: I've right. talked too much. No, that's that's fine. Uh, what kind of person needs to swear? And that's what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. What kind of person needs to swear? What kind of person do you need to hear... Take an oath or swear. Right. Well, it's a person that you doubt. Right. Well, okay, you need to swear to it because I doubt right. that you're going to tell me the truth. Great point. So you want to develop the character and the trustworthiness, the honesty so that people believe you even when you don't take that oath. Right. And so, right. And so that's what we need to work on is you know Matthew 5 James 1 I right. think that that's that's the idea become the kind of person right. who is so trustworthy mm-hmm. that you don't need to swear that's you, right. you you don't need like you said you you don't need to bring in something from the outside to you know to uphold or to mm-hmm. undergird what you're saying it's your character right you know your statement rests on your your character and making swearing unnecessary
0: that's right and if you run into situations uh in society where you're being forced uh, to take an oath i will tell you most places i've seen in most situations will allow you to find an alternative way of conveying that without violating your conscience because there are many people who understand this passage to literally mean that you cannot take an oath and so there are ways around that and that should be there in order to accommodate people's uh, Consciences, but I, I, I agree with the point you're making is sometimes we can get caught up in some of those discussions and again miss the point because what's the context he's talking about these are the kind of people who will populate my kingdom and the kind of person you want to be is a kind of person who consistently tells the truth who consistently follows through on what he or she says they're gonna do so that people can depend upon you and so there really are two components of it there is being truthful but also if you make a commitment you need to follow through with, it. and sometimes that's where we fall short. We tell people we're going to do something, and then something comes up, makes it difficult, or we forget, or we're not mindful. We need to be careful about that because in the mind of the person who's the recipient of that promise, every time we fail to do what we said we're going to do, we become less reliable, right? So we want to be careful when we make comments like that that we do what we say. In fact, one of the takeaways is let's don't be rash about mm-hmm. what we promise to do, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, when I think about rashness in doing things, I think about uh, Judges 11. Can't help but think about that. And you remember Jephthah, who uh, was uh, given a great victory, but before that victory, he made a vow to the Lord. He said in, in Judges 11, verse 30, If you will indeed deliver the people of Ammon into my hands, then it will be that whatever comes out of the doors of my house to meet me when I return in peace from the people of Ammon shall surely be the Lord's, and I will offer it up as a burnt offering and who did he see first his daughter his only daughter and so put in a situation where he had to fulfill or he felt he had to fulfill this terribly rash oath uh maybe we need to be careful right about what we say we're going to do maybe we need to qualify things um you remember in james uh, talks about don't uh, assume that you're going to have go to such such city spend a year and live and have profit and sell as the Lord lives or as the Lord wills, we'll do such and such. So we need to be careful about the things that we say, whether we're doing factual statements of truth or factual statements as we understand it. We also need to be careful about what we say we're going to do. Because again, we could put ourselves in a position where we promise something that if we really thought about it, I can't deliver on that. We probably shouldn't have promised in the first place. Right.
1: Maybe think of a couple of passages. Ecclesiastes chapter 5 is Ah, one of them. Uh, Verse 4 says, when you make a vow to God, do not be late in paying it, right. for he takes no delight in fools. Pay what you vow. It's better that you should should not vow than that you should vow and, and not, not pay. pay. Yeah. And so that's what, that's what you're saying. Be mm-hmm. careful uh, and measure your words. Mm-hmm. Be careful in what you say and, and promise. You know, better not to make a promise right. than make a promise and, and not fulfill it. And the emphasis is on here pay what you vow. Of course, there are circumstances in life sometimes that we don't foresee. Right. That's, why. That, that's why we're <clears throat> we're not so certain about what we promise. Right, and we may right. say, well, I will if I can or to the best right. of my ability, I will. And so just be a little cautious in doing that. Now, another passage I thought of is from the 15th Psalm. O Lord, who may abide in your tent, who may dwell in your holy hill, he who walks with inter- t- integrity, works righteousness, speaks truth in his heart, doesn't slander with his tongue, does, mm-hmm. uh, nor does evil to his neighbor, nor takes up a reproach against his friend, in whose eyes a reprobate is despised, who honors those who fear the Lord. He swears to his own hurt, right, and he doesn't right, change. Right. And so there's that idea if you, yeah. I mean, you, you, you make a promise, you make a deal, right. and it turns out to be to Man, your disadvantage, right. you honor look, it. you're, yeah. you're the kind of person that yeah. honors that, yeah. that's that's the the strength of your character. Right. This is what I said I would do. Yeah, hasn't worked out the way I thought it would. Right, but I said I would do it, so I'm going to do it. And absolutely. so that be that kind of person. And that's and then next time a situation rolls around, all those who hear this man take you know make yeah. this promise. Right, they re, he's proven himself reliable even when it works to his disadvantage. And so absolutely be that kind of person. Mm-hmm. Who doesn't need to swear, right? Because uh, people have just an implicit trust in him.
0: That's right. And you may, and I may reference this too. Just be careful, like you said. There are so many circumstances that are outside of our control, and it takes some humility to recognize that. That we we, we may have good intentions to do something. But we don't know what kind of state of health we're going to be in. We don't know what state of mind we're going to be in. We don't know what's going on in the world at the time. So again, as I mentioned earlier, James 4, uh, verse 13, "'Come now you, say, today or tomorrow we'll go to such a city, "'spend a year there, buy and sell, make a profit, "'whereas you do not know what will happen tomorrow. "'For what's your life? "'It's even a vapor that appears for a little time "'then vanishes away. "'Instead you ought to say, "'If the Lord wills, we shall live and do this or that. "'But now you boast in your arrogance. "'All such boasting is evil.'" And so we just need to be humble enough to recognize that we we can have plans, but sometimes things happen that are outside right. of our control and we want to qualify that. And, and so that if something like that happens, hey, I had the best of intentions, but you know I wasn't in the health to do that. I wasn't in a position to do that. Right. So, but the, as you said earlier, the, the main point is that we're the kind of people that are careful enough in our speech, careful enough in our representations, careful enough in our promises that we develop dependability and reliability. You wanna be known as a person, if that guy says it, it's true. If that guy says he's gonna do something, it's done uh, in your mind. And because again, you have a track record.
1: Mm -hmm. And
0: uh, the the thing about reputations, and it's always, it's a fragile thing, because you could have done that consistently for five or six years, but if you miss it one or two times, that can destroy the work that you've done for several years or decades. And So we gotta be very careful to consistently fulfill our word as it's within our control to do so. That's right. Let your yes be yes. Right. Let your no be no. Any
1: right. other comments? Well, I think that's a good place to end. You know, let let your yes be yes and your no be no. If you say yes, it means yes. If right. you say no, it means no. And we that's a character that you develop, that you work on. You try to do it consistently, which is, that's the challenge, isn't it? To be consistent in, in these matters. But it can be done and mm-hmm. we can you know, we can build that kind of character so that others have confidence in us.
0: Amen. <clears throat> well, we appreciate everybody being attentive to the, the podcast, and we uh, always want to end with a word of prayer, and we're going to do so uh, this time as well. Brother Hutto, I'll allow you to uh, lead us in a word of prayer.
1: Our Father in heaven, we're thankful for the opportunity we've had in, in, in this podcast today to think about your word, think about what it teaches us, to think about the kind of people that you would have us to be. Father, we know that you're always trustworthy, that we can rely upon what you say, we can rely upon your promises, and that you'll always fulfill them. We know this, Father, because of the fulfillment of your promises in the past, but also because of your your power and your wisdom. You, 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 you have the power to bring your promises to pass, and you have the wisdom to make promises that uh, can be fulfilled. And so because of your character we rely upon you day after day after day help us father to imitate that quality of yours help us to develop that kind of honor and dependability and trustworthiness in in our own lives help us to be the kind of people that don't need to make oaths or don't need to swear in order to uh, support the the promises or the statements that we make and so father help us to develop that honesty and trustworthiness and integrity, and 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 that people will see and have confidence in us. Father, we understand the importance of this because, Father, when we teach the gospel to people, we know that we need to be people who back that up with integrity and dependability and trustworthiness, because oftentimes people will judge the quality of the message by the messenger and we want to be people of godly character as we take the message to others and so father we see these things in your character help us to develop them in us so that as we bring others to christ they can see you in us and they'll come to praise you father we're thankful for the gift of your son that he came to this world that he made atonement for our sins on the cross help us to follow in his path each day as it leads us to eternal life. We pray these things in his name. Amen. Amen.